What is going on, everybody? You are listening to Heroes Home Base Podcast. Episode 62. Holy hell, gentlemen. What's up? This is Rich. This is Mark. This is Rob. Gentlemen. Gentlemen. What what is happening? We have an well, announcement. Well, right now. Today is I Mark's feel, birthday. Today's my Happy birthday. Happy <laughs> birthday. 38 years old. 38. Mm. Oh, and I'm also contemplating, um, contemplating, I think I'm going to start watching from the very beginning I told Rich last night, Lois and Clark, the new Avengers of Superman. I started it last night. <laughs> I was obsessed with that show. I, I was obsessed with I was so obsessed with that show. So I think I may start watching it. I may cringe a bit while yeah. watching it, but I think I may just watch it. It'll be worth it. Nostalgia, buddy. So which Jimmy Olsen did you prefer? I preferred the first one. Yeah. What happened? He looked too much like Dean Cain, and so they asked him. <laughs> You're fired. <laughs> Shit they used to get away with back in the 90s. Well, I mean, my question is, did he apply for Superman? No, he was too small. <laughs> in other news, I went to, I spent the weekend in Toronto last week. Yeah, let's get into con, or, uh, Mark's con travels. Yeah, I went to um, Toronto for the Fan Expo Canada, and I was pleasantly surprised. I got into Canada early morning, got to my hotel, this beautiful Sheraton Hotel, stayed there, rested, went to, took a walk around Toronto to find out where my convention was. I was only like a, maybe a 10-minute walk from the convention and to find out where I had to go. So I came back to my hotel, chilled out, hung out. Next day, got up early, had a light breakfast, had my bags packed, went to the con, baby, and it's a humongous. These convention centers are huge right so the first building was all celebrity autographs which i wasn't there for but everybody was there from lord of the rings and from um mandalorian and the whole cast of clerks three was there um so that was cool we had a bunch of other people from the boys alonzo forgot his name uh cast from the boys was there so lots of lots of uh celebrity autographs then there was a long trek to the South Building, which is where I was looking for comics and merchandise and artists. I got there and took a lot of great pictures, great costumes. I immediately went to Artist Alley, where I got a chance to meet our former guest, Mr. Dave Ross. Dave Ross. Now, Rich told me that uh, you actually didn't meet him there. You met him on his way to his bathroom break. I met him on the way to the bathroom. I bumped into him. I'm like, Dave. He's like, Mark. I'm like, hey. He's like, hold on one second. I'm on my way to the bathroom. I'll meet you at my table. I was like, okay. <laughs> so I, had, I went to his table, and then he saw me, and he came back from the bathroom, met him at his table, and we talked for about 20 minutes. And I got the chance to go behind the curtain so I could take a picture with him. And he's, he signed both of my comics. He signed Avengers West Coast issue 100 and Avengers West Coast issue 102. So my favorite all-time issue. And he's like, yeah, I remember you telling me. And I flipped through his book of uh, artwork and he had lots of a large body of work and I saw some force works issues in there and some Avengers West Coast issues in there and I asked him how the commissions were doing. He said they were moderate. He was working on a Harley Quinn Batman book when I came up to 
speak to him when he, he was drawing a piece. He was commissioned a uh, commissioned piece for somebody when I saw him. And he was so nice, talking for about 20 minutes, took two pictures with me, and there was another guy standing there. He was smushed in between two other artists. They really packed those artists in. Mm. And so next on my list, as I was going down the row of Artist Alley, and their Artist Alley, they had them up against a wall. So it was, yeah, a, little, okay. it was a little weird. It wasn't like New York Con, where they're kind of out in the middle of the floor. Um, but he didn't, he hadn't done a commission for you, right? No. <laughs> No. Um, and he didn't charge me. I said, well, how much do you charge for autographs? He looked at me like I had four heads. He was like, I don't, I don't charge for autographs. He's like, I'm old school. He's like, writers charge. Back in the day, they did that because they needed to make money. He's like, but I don't charge. So he signed my shit for free. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah, so I got two nice autographs. Then I make my way down to Artist Alley, and I meet Mr. Jason Fabok. Yeah, buddy. And he signed all three of my three jokers. three jokers, and it was seven dollars for, for the first signature. And I bought a poster from him because you know how they have like a poster A B C D E F. So yeah. I bought like I think it was C or A. I hope I didn't destroy this too much, but oh hell yeah, dude, that looks great. Uh, you gonna get it framed? Yeah, I am. Looks so a little had, wrinkly oh, there. Not yeah, too bad. Uh, I had to roll it because I'm like, well, I can't fold it. You know what I mean? So I had to roll it. Uh, signed, you could get that pressed. It'll be all right. He signed it. Heck yeah. So I got that. And um, after that, I made my way to, there was a bunch of books. There was probably about maybe 10 versus Denver. They had three. Right. So there are about 10 vendors with books. And I, it was awesome. I got a bunch of books on my list. Um, I got some Marvel team ups. I got some um, Fantastic Four. I got some. Uh, like I said, Marvel team ups, and I got some champions that were on my list because uh, I got champions because John Byrne did like a five or six issue. He did about five issues, and the artwork mm -hmm. is just awesome. The artwork is awesome. So I got some and I shrieked. I jumped up from the table. <laughs> I shrieked as I'm going through these boxes. I see a title a title divider labeled "Escape from New York" and almost fell out. I had no idea. In 2014, Boom Studios did a 16-issue run of Escape from New York. Where mm -hmm. picks up the first, I bought the first issue, and the first issue picks up exactly where the movie, the movie first left movie, off. movie left off. Oh, my God. Did Damn, you that's it pretty yet? recent. Did you read it yet? Yeah, I did. I read it, and it's awesome, so now I have to find it. I do apologize for the thunder above my head. It's uh, This is the first time we've recorded in a little matinee in, like, years since like episode two it is monday labor day holiday mark's birthday and we're uh all off work except for mark he's gonna go in and get some time and a half later on tonight <laughs> yeah i'm gonna go in and get some time and a half. that'll help for new york con and baltimore con because what i'm really searching for now is this look when i saw this i looked mm. out Heck so yeah. escape from New York, which I had no idea they made a comic book on, and I, I I have to find these issues now. And they did have they had like they were maybe missing like two or three out of the sixteen one, but they had a majority of them there. And I was gonna get it, but I was like, oh, you know, I'm probably spending too much money. Oh, as I learned, American money goes further in Canada than it does. Yeah. In America, yes. which I didn't know. I sat down at the London, in the cafeteria area, and I was just talking to a random guy who was sitting at the table with me, and he goes. I said, you know, I'm going to be good. I'm not going to go back and get those books. And he's like, you know what? Go back and get those books because you're not spending as much money as you thought you were because your money goes further here. So when I took out $100 to 
to go to buy, I think I bought like seven books from a vendor. When I took out a hundred dollars, I thought I was taking Because they were just taking, were they just taking cash? It was just cash. So I went wow. to the ATM and took out a hundred dollars. Were they taking really, American? No, it was really $80. <laughs> I was going to say, it's like $20 less. I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> thank you, Jesus. Um, and I got, So wait, your bank card allowed you to withdraw Canadian at an ATM? Yeah. Nice. And I got an amazing Spider-Man because um, I'm into Power Man also. So I got a nice, amazing Spider-Man that was hard to find. And it has been, it was a great, great, great con. I I, I just, I got so many books and I saw, actually saw a couple of guys from. All your that, other cons? <laughs> yeah. I saw a guy from Zap Comics, Ruben, from Zap Comics out in, uh, I saw him. I'm like, Ruben? He's like, Mark? He's like, hey, what's going on? I saw him at WinterCon here in Queens and and then I see him in New Jersey when I go to Zap. And then I saw our my t-shirt vendor, who I saw at WinterCon in Queens. I saw him in New York Comic Con. I saw him in Denver. I saw him in Seattle. And now I saw him in Toronto. <laughs> so this is encouraging. This makes me happy for you because your last con experience was kind of shit. Denver Fan Expo was whack. And the only thing that saved that trip was Mile High Comics. Right. So to hear that you had a good time in Canada, that's really encouraging. So it was almost like it wasn't as book heavy as New York and supposedly Baltimore because you haven't been there yet. But it was was it the heaviest book con you've been to so far this year? Yes. Okay, because that's all that matters. Yeah, so it was a great, great con, great pictures, nice people. Um, I haggled a little bit. Got five bucks off, you know, because I spent like sixty bucks at one place. But I got, I came home with about fourteen bucks. Nice, nice. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, yeah. So now I'm really hoping I can find Escape from New York, which I've now added to my list. And that's it, really. I have a few other issues here and there that I have to pick up. But my, my. Well, I bought an Iron Man that I needed. That was also on my list. But my list is pretty much, pretty much complete. Nice. I was able to get everything on my, you know, just about. A lot of things on my list, so yeah, I'm I'm winding down. Heck yeah! I said this year was going to be a traveling con year, and it's been that way so. Yeah, and then when is Baltimore? Is that after New York? That's the last weekend in October. Okay, so the next con for you is New York. Yes. Okay. Exactly one so, month away. So right. talk to me, Mark. Compare this one to New York well, size this wise. This is a fan expo. New York okay. is different. It's just, New York and San Diego. I feel as though their own animals. You know, um, this whole these whole fan expos. You know, it's 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 an expo. You know, it's not strictly comic books or media. Okay. You know, um, New York. Is I guess media. would you say this one's a little bit more like San Diego since that's become more of a? Well, I guess it's always been a pop culture expo type, but no, it it was it was comic. This expo was comics and art and merchandise new york is just it's just a whole other animal well so my real question is compare give me some scale like is this place bigger than the javits center like how um, many people i would say it's the size of the javits center but this 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 building has two buildings sure i say it's the same size as the javits center what was the uh, covid protocols i wasn't wearing a mask nice well i know canada was dave wasn't Faybach wasn't. You have quite a few people that were, though. Yeah. Well, I guess it really depends on the province. I had to wait so. two and a half hours in customs. Oh, my God. Almost died. <laughs> Why? 
because they didn't have let's say there were like 12 registers and only four people were working oh, shit two and a half oh, hours i stood two and a half hours to get check check boom boom and that was that i was afraid i was gonna miss my flight my flight was supposed to take off at 9 30 i didn't get to my gate till 9 10 then my flight didn't take off till 10 30 because there were still people in the check customs line no that's damn. insane but you did have a direct flight, right? Yes, I did. Nice. I, I went from the from the airplane to the grocery store to get my groceries. I didn't have to leave my house. But it was good, though. It was a good trip. I got a lot of great books. I was so excited for all the books that I got. Um, That's awesome, man. I finished them. I read them all. I'm done reading them. And I have put them in. I can't wait for you guys to get here. I can't wait for you guys to get here so you can help me organize mm -hmm. and put in a new stuff. with. Oh, shit. You know, I like me some organization. I like. I want to have I have one book strictly DC. I'm going to keep it that way. So I need to move some stuff around because the other stuff is all Marvel. So I want to move some stuff around, and I'll get a new box so we can all because they have some miscellaneous shit. Mm -hmm. So we need to get some title dividers, and we need to just move some stuff around so it's all organized. So that will bring me to about five boxes. Long nice. boxes. Five long boxes. Need to get you some IKEA furniture. <laughs> you sound like somebody else I know. <laughs> I know. Rich has a uh, a big desk design that he would like to implement in Mark's apartment so you can have a a podcast recording studio desk slash comic collection organization desk. My little corner here is working just fine. Thank you. I'm just wondering why you just referred to yourself in the third person there, Rich. <laughs> well, I don't know. So well, it, in related news, uh, tickets arrived uh, about a week and a half ago. Can we see? Uh, they're up in my kitchen. Oh. I had a dream you forgot them. <laughs> and Becky had to FedEx, us, FedEx uh, them to us. So, uh, once again, there's like stupid art on them. Like, can I get, if it's not Walking Dead, it's something completely foreign to me. Um, haven't activated anything yet. I think we can do that when we get there. Keep getting updates on our flights. Well, should we uh, dig into some news from this past month? Sure. Sure. Uh, first thing I got was Titan Season 4. Offering a take on a classic new Teen Titans story. Do we know what it is? Uh, this was from Bleeding Cool. We have a new update on how things are going with HBO Max's Titans Season 4. And it's not from Joseph Morgan. Nope, this time around our update has to do with an episode from the upcoming season that is inspired by the famous New Teen Titans Volume 1, Number 8, A Day in the Lives, written by Marv Wolfman and artist george perez uh offering glimpses into the members of the teams outside and i hate this website because all it does is shoot ads everywhere sorry into the members of the team outside of their superhero responsibilities this episode will feature a story by jeff johns and ryan potter with a script from johns and eric dean setton directing and we learn it from potter and setton beginning with an image of the script cover that Potter shared via Instagram. Something from the heart. Thank you for all the years of supporting and loving this characters. I hope you enjoy it as much as Jeff and I were creating this story. Hard to put into words what this one represents. I love the Teen Titans comics as a kid and it all started with issue eight. I still have every issue Marv and George made. These stories are an eye opening into my passion for storytelling and knowing the visuals were created by a man of color made it all the more special. I would read this book and imagine what his what this artwork 
would look like in real life. Sadly, I never got to meet Mr. Perez before he passed, but I am going to put a big cinematic thank you on his co-creation and amazing life-inspiring work, Sutton wrote in a heartfelt Instagram post sharing more about his personal connection to the comic book issue and series overall. So, looks like it's going to pay a little homage to the late George Perez. Nice. nice. That was the first thing I had. Mark, you sent me something in our group. It was from a Batgirl fan club, and I can't view it. Do you remember what that was? It was just a picture. Oh, okay. DC fandom canceled. <laughs> canceled. Why? When did I? Where did I send that? Let me find our text thread here. Hold on, please. Uh, Rob, you sent the Flash. Warner Brothers reportedly preparing for multiple scenarios following Ezra Miller's legal troubles. Apparently, he's not in hiding <laughs> from our last episode with Tom Gott. <laughs> The Flash for Warner Brothers uh, reportedly preparing for multiple scenarios following Ezra Miller's legal troubles. And what was the latest on that? He said that he was going to seek some counseling or what? Oh, let's see here. I believe it was. Um, it was an IG. A, was it an IGN article? We have a couple of Facebook Messenger stuff together. Ezra Miller has released a statement. This is dated the 16th of August. That they were going through a quote crisis. And they are, quote, seeking treatment after months of increasingly erratic and concerning behavior. Uh, let's see. Since April 2020, actor Ezra Miller has been in and out of the headlines with everything happening around them seemingly escalating to even more extremes. There's been a lot of speculation about, about what has been going on with the actor and pressure on studios like Warner Brothers to make some sort of statement about the movies like The Flash or Miller is the star. After many months of silence from Miller's team, Variety posted a statement from Miller's team saying that the actor was having a crisis and is seeking treatment. Quote, having recently gone through a time of intense crisis, I now understand that I am suffering complex mental health issues and have begun ongoing treatment, Miller said. Quote, I want to apologize to everyone that I have alarmed and upset with my past behavior. I am committed to doing the necessary work to get back to a healthy, safe, and productive stage in my life. This is about the best outcome we all could have hoped for in terms of this whole thing moving forward. We aren't going to speculate about the nature of Miller's crisis or mental health issues, but that is their business. And if they want to talk about it publicly, they can do so at their own discretion. While all of this has been happening very quickly and publicly, that doesn't mean that Miller doesn't deserve some privacy as they seek treatment for whatever happened in their life. As for The Flash and any other movies that Miller is involved with, uh, it's all rather secondary to the physical, emotional, and mental health of another human being. That being said, Warner Brothers has not made a statement on one way or the other at the time of writing. The Flash is currently set to be released on June 23rd of 23. This is from Bleeding Cool. Again, this is dated the 15th of August. Um, it's just kind of my lack of closeness to his circumstances. Is he considering himself gender non-binary? I'm noticing some they, them pronouns here. I have no clue. I wouldn't okay. be surprised. I obviously am not going to... I don't know what's going on with him. Uh, I do have to say, I get a little punitive when um, mental health is used as a reason it, it, okay so it's kind of hard for me to not see that there's at least a lens of this that that is being used to excuse his behavior and i think that contributes to stigma of mental health and obviously both of you know why i would have an issue with that um but again he's not my patient um it just seems like a very you feel like it's a cop-out i guess it the timing on this i mean if it's legit mental health issues obviously 
a, a lot of stuff can happen before you get to a place of awareness of maybe I need to do something about this. Um, I guess the here's what I'll say: the timing does him no favors. Yeah, like it it doesn't take somebody with a lot of awareness to see that this is an attempt to save his career. I can see that, but again, I'm not working with him. I don't know what is going on. There seems to be a lot of very bizarre behavior going on. What was it like cultish stuff in his past grooming underage women? Um, I know like uh, breaking and entering and some kind of like assault and battery or some shit like that too. Grooming. I don't know. Uh, Either way you look at it after this movie, I, I don't see Ezra Miller working for Warner brothers again, especially with the trajectory that Warner brothers and the new leadership is going like they're going to cut ties. If something is going to, slander the name but at the same time they're going to be the same corporate conglomerate and try to get money after they've already wrapped this film well, well you know ahead, i hope that the movie does come out when it's supposed to and like you said you know in june of 23 and i hope that it still goes through and he can stay out of trouble so we can kind of put this past us by the time the movie does come out and I hope that, you know, we still, because I really would love to see how they fit Michael Keaton into this movie. That, honestly, gonna, that's like all we care about. We're like that, the fanboys of 89 and we want to see Michael Keaton again. <laughs> we're not going to get it in back row, unfortunately. So hopefully we can still get it here, you know. Um, but I'd like to see what they do with this movie and to see Michael Keaton. So we'll see. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, again, I, I can only speculate. I hope he's getting the necessary support that he needs. Um, obviously... I would hope that he would not be engaging in criminal further criminal activity. Um, but here's the other thing, like, and I'm I don't want this to turn into our our monthly bash of Warner Brothers, but this is a multiverse flash movie. If there's one movie or franchise that you could easily deal in a recasting, it's probably this one. So I don't know what you guys think of that. Like if this does amazingly well. Is there a case to be made that he needs to be recast if it comes to something like that? I don't know. I I think they should recast him. Distance yourself. You don't get to act like this. I mean, you're supposed to be professional in this in this regard, and uh, you're getting paid a whole hell of a lot of money. And uh, I honestly, if he's got if he's legit got mental and past things that are affecting him, then I hope he does seek the treatment that he that he needs for this. And it's like, but at the same time, like recast him and cut ties. Because if I was somebody who was producing this. And my my main guy who's in basically every scene of this movie is acting like this. And, you know, Warner Brothers, I feel like, is forcing his hand to get treatment. And, you know, how long did it take him to release a statement? I mean, you got plenty of time to just sit around and come up with a statement. I don't know. Either way. See, that's my other point. And like, he was it's... never my favorite casting as The Flash. If we're going to, I'm not going to try to beat the guy while he's down. But, you know, not my favorite casting. And we got plenty of other people that could play The Flash. Just say it. Well, I, I mean, Rich, well, you, your point is Flash, well taken. Go ahead, Mark. In Flash News, sorry, but the last season of The Flash is next year, I believe, on CW. Oh, yeah. They're ending the show. Yeah, they're ending the show. I think it's season nine. Isn't that the last Arrowverse show? I yeah. think so. Everything else is gone. Yeah, Supergirl, Arrow, Legends of Tomorrow. What was the other one? There was another one, wasn't there? Doom Patrol one, in, but that's not Arrowverse. That's HBO Max. <clears throat> yeah, so it's a last CW show. Bye. So I wonder what they're going to do. Batwoman. Batwoman. That should have been canceled after season one. Trash. 
<laughs> so I wonder what they're going to do, you know? Great question. Greg Berlanti, I'm sure he'll be working on something. Uh, what other news we got? Hasn't Isn't there a, a, an article about DC's found their new, uh, or they found their foggy? Uh, yeah, where's that? Well, I have this one here. You brought it up. Warner Brothers figures it might as well cancel mm-hmm. DC fandom while they're at it. Like yep. Bad Girl DC owner virtual event of fan event is no longer on the calendar. <laughs> another day, another Warner Brothers Discovery cancellation. After getting its fill of canceling television shows hours before the premiere and canceling movies that are almost done, Warner has moved on to event cancellations. DC Fandom, the proprietary online celebration of all things Detective Comics, will no longer be happening this year. We could chalk it up to tax write-downs. They said write-down. And how much are they really saving on a virtual fan event, especially with Warner Brothers Discovery is working its butt of off to alienate whatever fans they have left. Uh, per IndieWire, the company blamed this cancellation on the prolification of comic book conversations last year, conventions last year. What the fuck? Prolification of comic book conventions last year. With the return of in-person events, Warner Brothers Discoveries is excited to be able to engage with our fans live at numerous comic cons around the world and will not be scheduling DC fandom for 2022. They're not wrong. Following the quarantines and shutdowns due to the pandemic fandom emerged along with comic con at home as stop, stop gaps for, for studios, publishers and other content publishers to hawk their, whereas DC previously premiered trailers for hot properties like the Batman peacemaker and even premiere of wonder woman 1984 though it's a global experience and yet two years on it just doesn't seem worth it anymore they're not the only ones to come crawling back marvel returned to comic-con this year after a three-year break warner brothers was there too trying to dump up drum up i said dump up drum up excitement over something called black adam but unfortunately it looks as though the studio is happy to let some other poor soul field questions like what would happen if solman grundy entered the Lazarus Pit. In early August, we learned that W Warner Brothers Discovery CEO Dave, David Zasloff is putting together another 10-year plan to save the DC Cinematic Universe and try to make it Marvel. We have done a reset, he said in an earnings call earlier this month. We've restructured the business where we're going to focus, where there's going to be a team with a 10-year plan focusing just on DC. We believe we can build a much more sustainable business strategy, making a jumble of strategically divergent superhero movies before scrapping the whole thing is exactly how Marvel captured the public imagination. This was from AV Club by Matt Schinkowitz Schinkowitz from uh, this past Thursday. So, yeah. Uh, That makes sense, in my honest opinion. Like, we don't need to have fandom if uh, we're back at in-person Comic-Cons. So I honestly don't know how much money they probably put into that, but it seems kind of like it was kind of like bridging the gap of keeping fans up to date, engaged, engaged while, you know, we were quarantined. So it kind of makes sense to just not do that when you're going to invest money in, you know, comic conventions and marketing throughout the year. So that kind of makes sense. So. Mr. Mazik, what is the, speaking of like COVID, what's the protocols right now in the city? Do you still have to show your vaccinations or anything? No, I haven't had to. I haven't so, had to. Um, I need to get uh, vaccinated for monkeypox. Yeah. Because that shit's crazy. But I, um, no, I haven't. Um, it's still the same. I, you know, I haven't been wearing my mask on the train or anything or at work. We don't have to. 
So I don't know what this year is going to be like um, at Comic-Con, but we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I didn't, I, all things considered, I don't think it was that bad, but it was just more annoying that we had to go through the clear app and wear the freaking armbands. Oh, and, Lord. Yeah. The, I guess the most annoying part was trying to figure out where we had to go for that shit. <laughs> oh, yeah, I got a new phone, by the way, so if you need to download anything, I have the space. <laughs> What'd you get? A Samsung something. <laughs> About time. How long did you have your old phone? Seven years. Oh, my Holy God. Holy hell, dude. I'm going to have this one for seven. <laughs> you got a lot more memory on there now? Yes, I've downloaded just some apps that I use. Um nothing crazy when did you get that friday nice heck yeah uh, speaking of which I, I had a random dream last night that i uh got an iphone and rich was so happy for me <laughs> i don't have one i won't be getting one uh so we don't need to show our vax cards to go out to lunch or breakfast there mark no just make sure you have them though just in case yeah don't leave all right what out. other news we got man uh i've been consuming some nerdadum i watched the uh first two episodes of house of dragon yeah. um third one all right well i guess third one came out last night haven't watched that yet um still debating on when and if i'll watch the uh, lord of the rings prequel from amazon but uh I heard the reviews are not that great for that something about amazon suspending people's abilities to give it a review for a few days yeah that's some shit i heard that and uh, mark have you watched any she-hulk because i hear that's a dumpster fire too oh she-hulk it's been good it's been entertaining i love i like watching it it's been good we've had some great guest stars you know mark ruffalo and wong and um the abomination emil blonsky was in it uh, i think his tim name is tim roth he was in the last episode he was in the last episode, so it's been great. I, I I've liked I've been liking watching this, but this is the third episode. So we have uh, we have six more to go. It's nine episodes, so I've been liking it. It's lighthearted. They break the fourth wall very much the way John Byrne did in the comics. So She Hulk okay. has been great. I've been liking it. Did Tim Ross say Honey Bunny at all on the show? I can't remember. Mm. Can't remember. You know what but I'm, it's you know what been I'm referencing, right? No. Pulp Fiction. Oh no, I don't think he has. Um, no. <laughs> Has he said? Never mind. But never you know mind. the CGI really isn't bad. You know, I heard it's, it's just, like I heard it's like WB cringe CGI. You like know, could have been they could have spent a lot more money on that. It is what it is. I'm happy to be watching it. <laughs> Mark, always the, the positive. We got She Hulk. You know, we know what She Hulk looks like. You know, um, I'm really hoping. What I'm thinking is because now that we know they're going to be two Avengers movies. I'm really hoping you do this particular lineup in the Avengers. It's when Captain America, Thor, and Iron Man were not in the Avengers. It, the Avengers consisted of Hercules, the Black Knight, She-Hulk, Monica Rambeau, and the Wasp. It was those five Avengers, and I'm really hoping that they bring that. Do you think they're going to bring Monica Rambeau from WandaVision? Well, she's going to be in the Marvel's movie that comes out next year, the, the Captain Marvel sequel. So I hope that they do that lineup, because that would be awesome. Mm, okay. But um, She-Hulk is good. I'm curious to see. I'm going to keep watching to see where it goes. But I think they're doing a great job so far. Did you see the new Star Wars preview? No. Rich, you see it? Nope. Pretty much the, the Rogue One prequel. We're just laying on the foundation for those characters. Let's just keep making prequels. Because oh we got gosh. nothing else we can do. Prequel well, before come on. prequel. Oh, my God. It's Disney. A prequel of a prequel. It's Disney. They're going <laughs> to... They're going to sell the hell out of Star Wars for as long the as they can. It's the prequel of the prequel to the movie. Oh, my Yeah, it's God. a pre-pre-prequel. Boo! 
Uh, speaking of shows, I finished Sandman. Yeah, how, was got, how many episodes was it? It was just that 10 episodes, what, right? I think there might be 11, but I haven't watched 11 yet. Oh, yeah. I've been watching it all with some friends a couple weeks ago. It was good. I have not had the pleasure. How is it? Good. Um, My honest opinion. I thought it was slow as f- thought it was what? Slow as f- and, Low? Uh, slow. S- oh, I thought you said low. I'm like, peace, man. Slow as f***. Got it. Um. I have no, I'm not going to sit here from a position of knowing the source material. So to compare it to, I thought the visuals were stunning. I thought the show was beautiful. Casting was right on. I just thought it was so goddamn slow. And I was waiting for some Sandman story. My favorite episode, I will say, was, I believe it was episode six, like the hundred year old man where he kept seeing the same guy every hundred years. Yeah, yeah. That was, cool. that was badass. Um, but overall, I give it like... Um, Casting visuals, you can definitely tell they spend a lot of money on that. All in all, I probably give it a a C because I felt like it took forever just to tell like, give me some Sandman story. Like I did, I liked all the characters. It was just really, really slow. I and liked... I can't believe you binge watched that because to me it wasn't a very bingeable show. Well, I was with two other people. They were friends of mine, and they were into it. So I binge watched it, and it was like at three in the morning, and I was like watching it and it was good because we binged it it kept every episode kept me you know and it just time just flew by and we didn't go to bed till three almost four in the morning damn but it was good and my favorite episode was probably i think it was the last episode the serial convention oh my god i'm like oh yeah yeah serial convention why the hell i'm like kellogg's cheerio i'm like cereal and then they started talking i was like oh my god Serial killer convention. Uh, I did find it uh, funny because I am reading uh, Nightmare Country, which is a uh, black label uh, book right now through DC, and it's under the Sandman universe banner, and the Corinthian is in that, like every episode or every issue. So it was, I guess it was cool timing to watch this show and not having read the original Neil Gaiman uh, book but being able to relate to at least one of the characters from a current book that I'm reading right now. So yeah, that was pretty cool. And they did him really well. Then he does have teeth for eyes and it's freaky as shit. <laughs> Isn't uh, he consulting on it? Neil Gaiman. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, I get, I mean, I'm not going to talk too negative about it. I just thought it was really, really slow and it probably could have, I mean, and what even happened to the dude who had the Ruby? He just disappeared after episode, what, five? Like, he wasn't in it after that. So, like, there, I don't know. Overall, beautiful show. Great casting. I give it a C. Rob, are you going to watch it? Uh, it's not on the top of my list. <laughs> I may I may check it out. Science. It's not on the top. Um, what I have been watching, because all of my children are totally into it right now, is Spidey and his amazing friends. Oh. Mm. Really? Is, yeah. Elliot's From the going 60s? through. No, 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 it's a it's a remake. It's the post uh, Spidey multiverse, oh. so it's all three of them teaming up together. Oh. Um, all of my kids love it. Elliot's going through a Spider Man phase right now, so he's gonna be Spider Man for Halloween. I did see and take the kids to see uh, Super Pets. Yeah, how was that? I can't tell you because I fell asleep. <laughs> I literally fell asleep in the theater. Oh my god! Like it was- I did that during wonder woman not not that great it was kind of boring <laughs> was it boring or were you just tired from working I, it, it was like a sunday dude went for lex's birthday uh took one of her friends and cole and it was like the middle of the afternoon dude and i was just like out 
I was like, this sucks. Bye. Could <laughs> use a caffeinated beverage there, sir. Uh, something. So, yeah, Super Pets. Talked to a couple of people. They really liked it. It was some of the stuff was funny, but I just I couldn't tell. Is you it dude. one of those all the funny parts are in the previews deal again? I, I honestly can't tell you. I think I I was out probably. <laughs> I, 15, I can't tell you. Fifteen asleep. minutes into it, I might have to have show quitter on here to discuss it in the future because I don't remember hardly any of it. So I just remember. All right, it's over. All right, just, let's go. <laughs> all right, so let's. Uh, do you want to debrief? Uh, what you guys have listened to of the po- I started listening to Unburied again just to kind of Did you want to do that or you want me to do my poll real quick? Uh, why don't you do your poll? All right. Well, I'm going to go get another drink. Mark, did you need something? No, thank you. <laughs> you have water? Irish Springs by the gallon? All right. So Rich's poll. Rich's poll. 62. All right. I've got uh, Grim number four from Boom Studios. Really enjoying this book. Uh, Nightwing number 95. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, The Closet issue number three from Image. Really enjoying that. Daredevil number two. Legacy issue 650. And I think I might have covered this on the last episode. Chip Zdarsky is still writing it. And this was a good one. So there's that. And like I already alluded to, Sandman Universe, Nightmare Country. I have issue four and five. And it's been really cool to see the Corinthian do his crazy shit. So that's a good one. I have action 1046. And Superman Superman War World Apocalypse number one, one shot. Finally, we're done with this goddamn storyline of Clark on War World that's been going on for, it seems like, a year. Uh, Batman 126 by Chip Zdarsky, another good one. World's Finest, number six by Mr. Mark Wade, And House of Slaughter, number eight from Boom Studios. And The Return of Deceased, War of the Undead Gods by Mr. Tom Taylor. This is another limited series, eight-issue limited series. This is going to be my pick for this episode. I really enjoyed the Deceased books. Uh, I'm kind of anxious to see what they do with this. They did bring back uh, Clark from his zombie state. So from the end of the last ish or story arc, they found a cure for this, and uh, they're trying to save as many people as they can. So I'm anxious to see where this one goes. So... Deceased War of the Undead Gods, number one. And that's Rich's poll for episode 62. Go buy yourself some comic books. <laughs> uh, I would like to report to you that I did pick up, I did read Something's Killing the Children um, 16 the yeah. other day. Yeah, I have to confess I've given up on Nouse, not Nouse, the, the nice, nice house, house on the on lake. lake. I, if I, no. I felt like I was reading a yearbook and trying to keep up with all these profiles and stuff. So my plan is to uh, start reading House of Slaughter since you gave me the first three issues of that. And uh, I'd like to finish this annual that you gave me. Oh, yeah. What is that so, one? Uh, the annual number 11 from 1985. I believe okay. you got this from... Uh, the... Dave Gibbons and Mr. I don't know who this this Alan Moore fella. Oh yeah. 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 Some 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 unknown The scraps. man who has everything, I think is the title of it. Uh yes, I believe so. Yeah, it's a good one. 
So you did give me some good reading. I will have to, uh, I'll have to pick that up. I have been debating. I might need your guys' help with this. I was maybe thinking about getting some Spider-Man stuff at con, but uh, what Spider-Man stuff? I have no idea. No. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Just since uh, you know, and I think this might have been before we started hanging out, Mark. I, I did really like Spider-Man, and it's more when we were hanging out with Jason, right, Rich? Could have been, yeah. So this would have been like sixth and seventh grade. Like when we got into it, it was like the Ben Riley Spider-Man that was going on the Clone Wars and um, uh, Scarlet Spider just came out. Yeah. That book's worth quite a bit of money now. Yeah, if we didn't open it up and treat it like shit. So, anywho, I did start reading some of those books that you gave me six years ago, Rich. So hopefully I'll uh, have a little more to say. So, gentlemen, I believe both of you have listened to Unburied through Episode 4. Yep. Yep. So you haven't quite gotten to the part that I definitely want to debrief on. So we can leave that for another episode. But what do you guys think? I like it. Um, I think it's very graphic. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm liking it. I like. Um, I, I feel the darkness of the Gotham City. You know what I'm saying? I feel that. Um, I like how they're introducing the characters. Mm-hmm. I like it. I'm going to continue listening to it. Now that he knows Spotify is free. (laughs) Uh, I'm enjoying it. I feel I need to do it with my headphones and not listen to it in the car because there's so many sound effects that I think like it's like real life going on in the background. Yeah. (laughs) Like I can't handle like sirens going off on a podcast show and I'm like, oh, I need to pull over. No. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, All in all, I think it's like it's very top notch very well produced uh like the narration i like all the voice actors that they picked for it so far Mm -hmm. uh yeah it is graphic as mark said to paint that picture on a audio format and not a visual format i I tip my hat to them they've done a good job in that regard and it makes you really on the edge of your seat wondering what the hell's going on (laughs) so no all in all i'm impressed with it it uh they're short episodes which is kind of nice it tells you a little story and then you're on to the next one or you can take a break so yeah those are my thoughts um what do you guys think of uh bruce wayne's life at this point i don't know what's real (laughs) to be honest right because first his parents are alive then i hear that his parents are dead like the traditional story then he's, he's in the house with his mother when the harvester came like what uh i'm um my my honest thoughts are and I mean, this show's been out for what six months now. Uh, I finished up in early spring, so May. So I definitely think Hugo Strange has something to do with it. Am I on the right path? Well, who do you think Hugo Strange is? Isn't that his therapist? Like, his, uh, you think it's you think it's Davies? Well, isn't like his therapist like he's been mandated by the courts because he got into that he was hurt by the harvester and they you know sent him to go get therapy to go back to work well it wasn't mandated by the courts his dad made him do it so he could yeah. get reinstated yeah so i think there's some kind of uh what was that book you covered a long time ago uh, i think it was in, when we were doing our top 10 and you were talking about that where it had to do where with... uh, he went under self-hypnosis yes 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 you go strange baby well and he's He's old school. So two episodes ago, I did the uh, Detective 36 where he first appeared. So that was uh, February of 1940. So you're thinking his therapist is Hugo Strange. 
Yes. What do you think, Mark? I'm. I that makes sense. So I'm. I, I can see where you're saying, but I need to listen further. That what are your some, ideas? Some like, somewhere you, with well, maybe Hugo the, Stranger, like the Mad Hatter or something. The therapist seems to like enjoys hearing him struggle hmm. in a sense. It's like he likes it. I, that's the tone I got. Does this uh, remind you, either of you, of a particular Batman animated series episode? Which turns 30 today, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> God, were we really eight when that show started? Yeah. Wow. We were in the second grade. Mm. What episode? Well, it was one of uh, Conroy's favorite. Which one? Perchance to Dream. Let's that was the here. title of it? Mm-hmm. Air date. October 19th, 1992. Batman is chasing some crooks into a warehouse when suddenly he finds he has walked right into a trap. Blinded by a sudden flash of light, he sees something about about to fall on his head and is knocked out. It is then that Bruce wakes up in bed and is greeted by Alfred. He seems arrogant of Bruce Wayne's life as Batman, not knowing what he means when he says he fell into a trap and mistakes the name Robin for the name of a woman Bruce might be dating. Hmm. This is the one where he wakes up and his parents are alive, but he can't read anything based on some junk science of different sides of the brain involved in reading and processing and dreaming. Uh, but neuroscience has I do remember that. since What season was that? Uh, that's the first season, I believe. Might have to go watch that. So, perchance to dream. And you, I think you were correct the villain in that one was Matt Hatter. Okay. So I think we'll leave it at that. I guess my, my comments, I do think the casting is really good. Uh, I do think they're, um, is it a M S R? What is that? Whispering, um, audio, like soothing technique. You know, Mm -hmm. you guys know what I'm talking about. I think they're going for some of that. Um, you know, definitely utilizing the, uh, podcast medium. So I, I, I like it. Some of the sound effects, like where the harvester's eating the stomach on the recording was a little much. I'm like, oh, this sounds like a yeah. three-year-old eating Thanksgiving dinner. Right. Um, but overall, I think uh, they've been able to keep me engaged. So, yeah. So Agreed. do we want to wrap, finish that up before our next episode and we can finalize yeah. that? There is a second season, I think, that has been greenlit, but I don't know when it'll be coming out, but. So looks like there will be more to come. Sounds good. Sounds well, we good. We can finish it, and then we'll talk about it next episode. Yep, uh, along with more news and stuff like that as it comes. So, uh, happy birthday, Mark Mazik. Thank you. Yes, sir. Welcome Thank to you. the another year closer to forty. Right. All I don't right. Feel thirty-eight. So, <laughs> I, well, I one feel, of us I, doesn't. I feel forty. <laughs> All right. On that note, that was another great episode, fellas. Uh, my recommendation comic book wise is uh, deceased war of the undead gods i think just go check it out and um yeah until next time don't forget to bag your board this is rich this is mark this is rob um as always thank you for listening uh we'd like to hear some feedback so please let us know what you think you can send us a message on facebook uh you could also send us an email um here is home base at gmail Uh, until next time
Thank you, as always, for listening and supporting this RMR production. Yeah, it was like a... So they didn't do a uh, Aquaman recasting? No. Didn't uh, he go for Batman? Who? What are you talking about? Dean Cain? Uh, no, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm going modern here. Well, I also... Be cutting that out.